Wednesdays with Walton, a chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. It's been a busy, busy year for Brian when you think about all the guys that have made jumps and moved levels, and especially those that made a jump to the major leagues to help the Cardinals win the 2022 NL Central Division Championship. Hey, Brian, a fun uh, fun day last night, and uh, obviously it should be fun here the, west, uh, the rest of the way, especially this weekend with Yachty, Wayno, and Albert back in uh, St. Louis in the final regular season homestand. But uh, first and foremost, a good day to you. How are things going? Doing great, Dan. You know, I was a little worried you didn't call me right away today, and I thought maybe I was being replaced by Lars Nudbar because that guy's a talent behind the microphone. Did you have any idea that he was uh, this good behind the microphone after what you saw last night? Well, when I heard he, he went, you know, head on with uh, with Nolan Arenado and didn't flinch, I figured the guy had what it takes, so. <laughs> it is fun to watch. You know, it does beg, though, the, uh, the point and the question – <clears throat> and and maybe the statement, I guess I should say, but these guys are taught media training in the minor leagues. There's there's media training for these guys readily available at any any point in time, especially for when they had the Cardinals core group that would be a part of that, the top young prospects coming up and getting ready, and that's something that they do try to work on. Yes, there's a presentation that's held uh, at the beginning of spring training every year, Gary LaRock and his player development folks, for all the players in the system to sort of give them do's and don'ts um, and not just dealing with the media, but dealing with fans, you know, dealing with the public. Uh, there are people out there, you know, with, you know, autographs and, you know, all kinds of different ways that they're trying to get to players. And, you know, they need to have their wits about them in terms of what's legitimate, what's not, and how to project not only themselves, but also the organization that they represent. In terms of uh, the Cardinals winning the championship, uh, the Central Division championship, they woke up on July 31st. I think that morning, Brian, they were three and a half or four and a half out. And now they have just gone on this great run in August and September to to win it. Does it surprise you that they, they win this thing going away like they did? Well, I think it surprised a lot of people, Dan. Um, you know, we, if we go back to what people were saying in February and March, I mean, there were prognosticators that supposedly backed by data and said, oh, the Cardinals are going to win 78 games, maybe 82 games, maybe 85. And listen, you know, it's very attainable for the Cardinals to win 93 to 95 games this year. And there is nobody, absolutely nobody that predicted that. Now, you know, everybody knew before the season began that the three teams at the bottom of the division weren't going to be very good. But, you know, certainly Milwaukee was expected to be a more formidable competitor than they turned out to be. But still, that takes nothing away from the fact that the Cardinals now have won 90 games for, I think, the 10th or 12th times in the, in the last uh, two decades. So, you know, it's really good to see them get back and win the division, uh, you know, head out forthright, because that's the first time that's happened since 2019. So, you know, this year's Cardinals exceeded all expectations. And I think the young players that uh, – you know, that came up that maybe we didn't know for sure what they were going to do this year have been a really big part of that. Is there one that uh, surprised you more than another in terms of their performance and making that jump to the big leagues and, and really helping out this team and get to the, the NL Central title? I think Brendan Donovan's the guy that stands out to me. I mean, yeah. we kind of watched him in the minor leagues. He was a 300 hitter. Uh, you know, he was just going to be on the taxi squad in the Arizona Fall League last year, and then Nolan Gorman. Uh, had a hamstring injury and, and couldn't play. And that opened the door for Brendan Donovan to to really open some eyes in the Arizona Fall League against some very, very good competition. And, you know, he came to camp. He didn't make the club this spring, but he went down to Memphis and played, you know, extremely well. And when he got a chance, you know, he showed by his hustle, determination, uh, you know, smart baseball play that he's a guy that wasn't going to be a flash in the pan. You know, it, it really, to me, when you go back to last night, 
um, all the different guys that were drafted and developed by the Cardinals were on the field for that final out. And that is what the Cardinals have become. They're a very, you know, while people like myself, you, others may say, hey, go out and get this guy, sign that guy, do this, do that. Um, and they do do that. I mean, they're very diligent in, in when they give out those big deals to Arenado or accept that deal or extend Goldie and, and they give up prospects. But the only way you get that is by having prospects. Um, it shows how well run this organization is, man. And, and they deserve a ton of credit for what's going on in the minors and getting these guys either ready for the club at the big league level with St. Louis or to use them as chips to go out and get these big players. Absolutely, Dan. And, you know, it's we've talked about it before, but typically the Cardinals are drafting right around the bottom of the third in every draft because the draft order each year is in reverse sequence of the, the one-loss record of the previous season. So the Cardinals don't get to draft in the top three or the top five every year and get the plum guys and, you know, give them the five, six, seven million dollar bonuses. So they really have to work extra hard at scouting and that's for any Flores' side of the house to identify these players. And then once they get in the system to be developed and, you know, yeah, the Cardinals haven't had a, a legitimate superstar come out of the system, maybe since Pujols, but they've had the right balance of homegrown players, the core players that make up the majority of the team. And then they go out and get a Goldschmidt or an Arenado when they need to, um, you know, provide further depth uh, for their lineup. Well, that superstar may be coming in Jordan Walker. I'm fascinated to see uh, what the Cardinals are going to do with their outfield spot next year. And I know we're, we're putting the, the cart ahead of the, uh, the horse here, but when you look at the beginning of the season, you thought the outfield was pretty much set. Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader, and that's not the case now going into this postseason. It's always in a state of flux. Uh, a baseball team and a baseball season and trends and whatnot. But Jordan Walker is the guy that I, I'm just fascinated with going into this offseason. Yeah, Jordan Walker just fell short of being the uh, the first 2020 man, home runs and stolen bases in Springfield uh, AA history. And in the Arizona Fall League coming up, he's not only the top-ranked Cardinal, but he's the top-ranked player in that league. You know, he's got recognition around baseball now as a legitimate top-10 prospect in the game. And, you know, probably Oscar Tavares is the last guy who we talked about this way. And, yes, Jordan Walker hasn't played a single game at AAA yet, and he won't tell next year, assumedly. But he's a guy that, you know, if he has a great fall league, uh, you know, he's going to come to camp and there's going to be a lot of eyes on him to see, you know, could he be that guy to make the jump over AAA? Or if not, it'll the watch will probably be a lot like it was with Nolan Gorman this year, which you know lasted until the latter part of, of May. But you know, go down to AAA and you know and hit successfully, and it's like, okay, when's he going to come? When's he going to come? And as you noted, the real key issue isn't going to be how ready Jordan Walker is, but where are the incumbents going to be? You know, can Tyler O'Neill stay healthy and get back to where he was last year? Is you know the promising signs we've seen now from Dylan Carlson going to hold up? And then, you know, you still have that right field job. And Lars Newbar has done a tremendous job this year, but I would really like to see a more potent bat in right field and have Lewis, Lars Newbar be your fourth guy who plays everywhere. I think that would make the Cardinals uh, the most strength uh, strength as a team. And, you know, they could decide to go out this, this winter and get another veteran as a one-year stopgap just to make sure, uh, you know, if Walker's not ready. The Arizona Fall League, uh, it, you know, the minor league season ends, and then that baby just picks right up, doesn't it? Yeah, the Arizona Fall League begins uh, actually next Monday, the 3rd. So by the time we talk next week, uh, the Salt River Raptors will be underway. And uh, they're made up of teams of multiple organizations, Colorado, uh, Detroit, Arizona, 
um, Toronto, one other one I can't think of right now. But um, the Cardinals then were, are providing players to that team, uh, four pitchers and five position players. And among them, of course, will be not only Jordan Walker, but Mason Wynn, uh, who, again, you know, may not be quite as close to the majors as Jordan Walker, but he's not too far behind. And Mason Wynn, a, a tremendous defender, uh, can run, uh, you know, is a more of a gap hitter, not a big home run guy, as you would expect as a shortstop. But he's a guy that, you know, um, could easily be the guy ultimately to push Tommy Edmond back to second base. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair is do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair is Stratum. Rattler Pest Solutions is a third-generation company that has been growing since 1956. They exceed their clients' needs and expectations. Largest family-owned pest control company in Missouri. Top 100 pest management company in the nation. A personalized approach. Same day, next day, Saturday scheduling. The Rattler Promise. Money-back guarantee. If for any reason you're not happy with their service, Rattler is just a phone call away. Visit Rottler.com to schedule your free, no-obligation inspection and estimate today. Rottler, official partner of the Cardinals. How far away is he, though? As you said, he's not, you know, probably as close as Jordan Walker, but how far away do you think Mason Wynn is? Well, if he continues to progress as he has, I could see him potentially, and again, depending on injuries and needs, I could see him making his major league debut in the second half next year. Again, probably not a guy who's going to make the team out of camp, barring some injuries and all. But, again, we're talking about two guys that are, you know, barely in their 20s in Walker and Wynn. And so, you know, they're, they're guys that have the potential to be Cardinals for a long, long time and be very good. The uh, Arizona Fall League, going back to that just for a moment, but the Cardinals are very, very well represented, are they not? That's right. The Cardinals, um, you know, have not only the two prospects I mentioned, but the third player taken in the 2020 draft, which looks like, you know, is going to be one of the best Cardinals drafts in a long time, and that's pitcher Tink Hens. And Hens is a little bit unusual in that he has not yet played uh, above low A. So, you know, he hasn't even been to Peoria yet, and the Cardinals are ready to, you know, put him in that prospect showcase because when Tink Hens uh, comes to the mound, the other teams don't score runs, and there's a lot of strikeouts that occur. The only question about Hens has been his, um, you know, durability, and I haven't heard yet whether he's going to start. I would guess maybe they'll have Hens as a reliever down in the fall league. So he's a guy that's still, you know, a couple years away from St. Louis, but uh, is going to move into national top 100 prospect list, I think, uh, very, very soon. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where he begins next year. Would you anticipate double A, he starts there? You know, that would be a jump, right? But he certainly could. I don't know whether they'll skip him over Peoria or whether they'll do like they did this year. If, if folks remember, um, both Gordon Graceffo and Michael McGreevy started the year at Peoria, put in a very, very strong six to eight weeks starting the year, and then moved up to double-A and spent the vast majority of the 2022 season at double-A. Given that Hans hasn't pitched beyond four innings in any games, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start in Peoria. Now, there's always the question of the upper Midwest weather in April and whether that's something the Cardinals want to do. I don't know that Hans has any weather-related issues, but some guys you know, have more trouble pitching in the cold and uh, you know, starting out in Peoria in April can be a problem for some guys. Yeah, it really can be. Um, I, I do want to ask you, too, about the Arizona Fall League in terms of that's always kind of an experimental league, especially recently with rules and, and various things. Are, are they going to try to do anything differently with that and test things out with guys that are close to the big leagues but with some of the rules? 
I haven't heard anything new uh, that's going on there. It's, you know, now really all eyes are going to be on the, you know, the implementation of the rules that the commissioners decided will uh, appear in MLB next year. And so I'm, I'm not aware of any rules, but uh, I haven't looked into that closely. And I guess I'll find out when I get down there. Yeah. When are you heading to the Arizona Fall League? Uh, I go down every year around when the Fall Stars game, which is their version of the All-Star game, occurs. Um, so that will be uh, probably uh, in October. Awesome. And I'll wrap it up with this, Brian. Uh, what's happening right now at thecardinalnation.com is the season is just about ready to close up. That's right. Uh, AAA Memphis plays their last game today, Wednesday, this afternoon, in fact. And um, you know, after that, then, it'll be uh, preparing for the offseason and, and all the things that will occur then. Uh, we are in the process of – We've already uh, uh, published all of our team recaps for the year, and those are free for anybody to come and read. And now we're announcing all of our individual award winners, one per day, the top relief pitcher at every level, the top starting pitchers will follow, and then the top pitchers. Then we'll have emerging players, players of the year, manager of the year, et cetera. So this will go on really, uh, you know, into um, through October and probably into early November as we recap uh, this very, very busy season. Awesome. Hey, Brian, thanks so much for doing it, and uh, we'll catch you up next Wednesday. You got it, Dan, and remind folks one last time, we still have the Cardinal Nation Prospect Guide um, on closeout sale at 20% off, so swing by and get a copy before they're gone. Absolutely, and read about all these prospects that uh, have made this jump and continue to make jumps uh, in the minor leagues or to the major leagues. That's Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com.